Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So we stay in God's Word, we stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. Help people in your life do exactly that by sharing these short studies with them, getting them into God's Word every day. You can share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. So help somebody maybe get to heaven even by getting them into God's Word and helping them grow in their faith thereby. That'll be a great blessing for them but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can. We're gonna get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about another one of those heart troubles. We've talked about a number of them through this particular series, and we're in another one right now. We've talked about some that some people may not think of as being real heart troubles, but they are. They have their seedbed or their base in, their, in, in the heart. And, and again, we're not talking about the heart that pumps blood through our circulatory system. That's physiological. We're talking about from a spiritual perspective, our heart, who we are, what our mindset is, our conscience, our value system, our morality, so on. Well, we have a soul that makes us unique from everything else that that is alive in this world today that God created. He created us alone, unique with a soul. And so in that way, we are created in God's image. We have a spiritual essence, and God is spirit. Well, we've talked about heart troubles from a spiritual perspective, hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, ungodly pride, harsh judgments, and hypercritical finding fault with other people. And now we're talking about anger. And we have covered some ground about anger already. And we've talked about how, and there are some people who seem to just be angry. It seems to be part of their nature. They're just angry people. And it's unfortunate because that really makes them somebody who is not desirable to be around. You know, who wants to be around a person who's angry all the time? Or if they're not angry at this moment, at the drop of a hat, they can become angry all of a sudden and lash out and start saying hurtful things or even start using all kinds of profanity and vulgarisms or maybe even resort to physical confrontation. You don't want to be around somebody like that. Why are people angry again? Why do young boys, young girls, kids, why do they exhibit angry behavior so easily? A lot of times it's because that's what they've seen in their home. They see either mama or daddy or maybe both of them lashing out in anger on a regular basis. And we've talked about how trying to get a clear perspective on some situation that's confronting you while angry is like trying to read a book or a letter through glasses that are really, really dirty and smeared with grease. <laughs> you can't see clearly. Well, if you're angry, you have a hard time thinking clearly. And as a result, you make all kinds of bad choices. And a lot of people end up in jail. Marriages fall apart, family relationships, are destroyed 
or at least hurt tremendously, and and friendships are lost, jobs are lost, and again, a lot of times people end up in jail because of physical confrontations or even their anger drives them because they don't control it and it drives them to murder. How sad. Well, we've looked at a whole host of scriptures, especially from Proverbs, that talk about the, da- the warning or the danger signs of anger left uncontrolled, unchecked. And so we said, warning, the dangers of anger. Well, anger is repeatedly condemned in God's word. I'm not sure if a lot of people realize that. Now, I think a lot of people recognize uh, anger anger is dangerous, but I don't know that they really understand that it, it can be absolutely sinful and it can keep us out of heaven. If no other danger could be seen in anger, the fact that it is repeatedly condemned in Scripture, in God's Word, in the Bible, you know, that alone should sound a blaring warning signal against against anger. The fact that anger is condemned identifies it as sin because (laughs) something that is not sin is not condemned in Scripture. Anger is condemned. So, Anger left uncontrolled, unchecked, that becomes sinful. Notice the obvious contrast from goodness with which the wise man portrays anger. Proverbs 11 and verse 23, he wrote, The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. Now again, where does wrath come from? Anger. Anger is the base, it's the foundation, it's the seedbed for, for wrath to develop, for hatred to develop, and then even physical confrontation. Someone who gives himself over to anger can find himself more and more to be a person of, to be a person of anger. In other words, he, he keeps letting anger take over, he doesn't control it, well, he can end up becoming an angry person not just at a, now and then, but continually. That can become his, his character. That's kind of what he is known as. That's an angry person right there. So a man of great wrath will suffer punishment. For if you rescue him, you will have done it. You, you, you will have to do it again. Proverbs 19 and verse 9. That is a person who is always angry. He's going to suffer punishment. He's going to suffer consequences of his continual anger, uncontrolled. And so you may rescue him from a particular judgment against him for that one moment, but you're going to have to do it again unless he gets his anger under control, unless he tries to remove that from his mindset, from his character. Our Lord warned that anger unresolved can put a person in danger of the judgment. Jesus said, you have heard that it was said of those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of judgment. And you could read that particular text in Matthew chapter 5, verses 21 and 22. Think about that. When you don't control your anger, when you just, you know, let it all, all of a sudden automatically and repeatedly just boil up within you and then you lash out at somebody, that can keep you out of heaven. Think 
would you rather be in hell for all of eternity because you just don't want to control your anger, or do you want to be in heaven? A man of great wrath will suffer punishment, for if you rescue him again, you will have to do it again. Is that the kind of person you want to be who has to continually be calmed down by somebody else because you're just continually lashing out in anger? Proverbs 19 and verse 19. Now, the Apostle John put it very pointedly. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. 1 John 3 and verse 15. Now, why is murder resorted to? Probably the predominant number of times or percentage of the times it is. Why does somebody commit murder? I would suggest to you that anger is at the base of that action. The Apostle Paul warned the congregation at Corinth to be on guard against, among other sins, allowing anger, that is wrath, to have place in their lives. He wrote, For I fear, lest when I come I shall not find you as I wish, and that I shall be found by you such as you do not wish, lest there be contentions. That's related to anger, correct? Jealousies, again, anger can be very closely associated with that, that, that terrible emotion, jealousy. Outbursts of wrath, anger again, left uncontrolled, outbursts, explosion all of a sudden of emotion, selfish ambitions, backbitings, whisperings, conceits, tumults. When you can read anger into a number of those specific sinful practices, and Paul says, I don't want you to be like that. You do not want me to be like that. And 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 20. In his letter to the Galatian congregations, Paul included anger, that is, outbursts of wrath, with the works of the flesh that will keep a person out of heaven. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, he says, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Hatred comes from anger. Contentions, anger triggers contentions. Jealousies, we've already said, that's connected lots of times. You're angry because somebody else did something and you didn't get, you weren't able to do it or you didn't get credit for it. They're getting more credit than you or they've got something you don't have. They've got some recognition you didn't get and you become angry. That's, well, jealousy. Anger is right in the middle of that very commonly. Outbursts of wrath, he says. Well, again, wrath, that's anger. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, well, again, dissensions, result of anger, heresies, envy, murders, the result of anger, drunkenness, revelries, and the like. And so any other thing that would be compared to these kinds of sinful lifestyles, Paul says, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. In other words, not be in heaven. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 21. 
In writing to the Ephesians, Paul reminded them how that before they had become Christians, they had been dead in trespasses and sins. And one particular sin of which he reminded them that they had been guilty of was being children of wrath, anger, uncontrolled anger, Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3. He warned the Colossians of God's coming judgment upon those who remained in sin. And among the sins that he enumerated, that he listed to them in that text were anger, wrath, malice. And the wrath and malice are connected with anger. Colossians 3, verses 5 through 10. Think about that. Over and over again, we read that anger is condemned, uncontrolled anger is condemned in Scripture. We don't want to be condemned, so we need to not let anger overtake us on a regular basis. We need to keep it in check and put it away out of our heart so that it, it does not become a heart problem for us. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to control our anger, to deal with things forthrightly as they need to be dealt with, but in a straightforward way, under control, and never to resort to uncontrolled anger, because that does not solve problems. Help us to be the shining lights and the seasoning salt that you want us to be as your faithful followers, as Christians. Guide us in this, Father, and please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.